0: Okay. Boom. I think we're live. We are live. The Grind Mastermind Episode 9, man. We're f- we're flying along for May 26th, <laughs> 2023, Chris. How in the heck are you?
1: I'm great, man. I'm just being busy with a lot of client work. And trying to manage my own content stuff on the side, especially the YouTube. so yeah i've been dipping my toes more into that we can talk about it more into ai so lots of cool things happening oh yeah lots of
0: learning what about you and i think we we had an extra week off because i was in mexico Mm. for a destination wedding family member destination wedding last weekend so we have an extra week to catch up on
1: what is a destination wedding is it a fancy term to call like a Party, where well, you it's like a
0: wedding, like where you have to go travel, you know. Yeah, so, like, we I all live it. in Canada, but they had a a destination wedding in Mexico. Ah, interesting. You know? So, nice. yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of food, a lot of liquid, but now we're <laughs> back to the grind. So, it was five days, like it wasn't a crazy amount of time, but it was kind of nice because it'd been like four or five months since the last vacation. I think the sweet spot, I don't know what you think about this. I think the sweet spot is every like five to six months. If you take Mm -hmm. like more than a weekend off, you know? Like I think every, for me at least, it's probably a little bit different for everybody. But I think for me, if I take like a four to eight day or like even like a four to 10 day vacation twice a year, I think that's Mm -hmm. a really good, sweet spot of like getting enough rest getting enough grind you know what i mean what do you think
1: Uh, yeah i agree especially like if if that time off it's time completely off makes total sense Mm -hmm. but i also like like for example to take a couple of like in between i don't know maybe it's it's 10 days every two months or every month or every three months or whatever when you may maybe you travel and you do some like workation kind of thing where you like Mm. use maybe some time to explore new places travel and then you're you're still doing work but maybe maybe a bit less but yeah it's it's
0: probably become a lot more popular too right number one just like the ability to work remote with the internet and number two more solopreneurs right i think in the last like five ten years and for the next probably 50 100 years there's going to be a lot more solopreneurship right because of how easy it is to go out on your own and we'll we'll expand on that when we talk about AI in in a little bit but uh, okay cool let's let's jump in so i'm looking back on chris's goals from our last episode you had record first new youtube video format which i've been eager to hear about create editing instructions for va and fix facebook ads and get the pixel set up so have the last few weeks been on that end, it's been pretty productive. So I think probably the day after
1: that we had our our call, I just went on Fiverr and found someone that for I don't know like 20 bucks basically fixed it in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> fixed so what a problem, the pixel? It fixed the pixel problem yeah. that I had with my. <laughs> it, it was it was mostly like an account, Facebook account, like mess up that I made. So for something mm-hmm. that. It would like, I was like debating, I've been debating for like <laughs> two weeks almost. It, I just needed to like make a decision and find someone who actually knows their stuff and jump on. We, it, and it was actually pretty cool because the guy, he basically gave me, we, we basically jumped on a Zoom call, right? And he took, w- w- with Zoom, uh, the other person can take control of your computer so he basically did really? everything himself. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. You that's creepy. It, you can allow it to take control. Of your so you do a share and screen
0: and then they can control the mouse?
1: No, no, there's actually a function that's called wow. like allow. And they they started, I think, that you get the, basically the notification asking you, hey, do you want to share control? And yeah, they can basically move your mouse wow. and do whatever on your computer. And yeah, so in 15 minutes basically solved it and it was just basically I, I canceled one of my ad manager accounts. I didn't need to cancel it. I just need to rename it basically with the name that I wanted and, and it was fine. <laughs> and, and now, yeah, and I, I also messed up the fact that I was re- running ads through my personal Facebook uh, account and and the guy was like, no, it's actually better if you run it through your business page, business account, so that in case they ban you for some reason, your fa- your personal account is still safe. And right, that's
0: what happened. I I think I think ads are one of those things where you can do it yourself, but if you spend like an extra few bucks and just pay a professional to set them up, then it'll probably be like a, you know. A, yeah. a really good long run benefit, right? You pay a little bit up front, get everything set up well, get a little bit of you know advice, and then you can kind of take over from there. Or just work with the person onwards if you like them. But okay, so that's, that's good. So that's yeah, all fixed, if, so ads and pixel are all ready yeah. to go? Did yeah, you run more yeah. ads since then?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I've been testing more for the ebook The ebook idea is set aside because I haven't seen a lot of interest it, and probably it's a bit harder in terms of like targeting. Mm -hmm. So I still need to think about that if I want to do that (laughs) some more, but so I, what I've done was directing the, the Facebook ads towards the newsletter. So now I'm basically running ads to the newsletter landing page Mm -hmm. and it's been going pretty well. I've, I've been testing 20 pounds so like 23 dollars 24 dollars a day and then half that so like 10 pounds a day and i've been getting like one or two subscribers a day for the past two three weeks so it's, it's been going pretty well i've so also that's what? Been a, trying a 10
0: 10 bucks a sub what, uh, what do you mean 10 or 10 or 20 pounds a day or you're like going back and forth
1: 20 pounds a day, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so you're for, paying uh, like 20 bucks, 20 pounds per sub, yeah, I, yeah. Or t- I, I've actually,
1: so actually now that I reduced it to 10, because when I was doing the 20, I was also testing a lot of different variants, so for copywriters and business owners, and I was also testing two separate landing pages, or landing page variants, I was A-B testing. So I think that that kind of was too much and it wasn't super targeted, so it wasn't super optimized. Mm-hmm. Then I cut everything to the simplest things and it got better. So for now, I'm basically getting the same results for half the budget now for like 10 pounds. Right.
0: Yeah, that's what you yeah. want to keep doing. I I, th- I think for free email subs, you want to get to like sub five bucks a subscriber. Mm-hmm. So just like keep testing different visuals and stuff. And then what's... So there's a there's a secret today I have to tell you about. Oh boy. What's what's the uh, what are you pitching them for the free sign up? You also mm-hmm. get the fabled alchemist journal of collection. Okay. Like why don't you here I think if people go back to previous episodes this was my advice. Why don't you just take like the first quarter of your ebook and make that your newsletter giveaway, right? Like basically take a whole but you could take a whole bunch of the copy from that landing page and that could Mm -hmm. be part of your pitch to join the email list right you already have get the fabled alchemist journal Mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe you like combine them or something like that or maybe you split test the alchemist journal versus like get the first 20 percent of my ebook for free for signing up you know what i mean you mean basically including like scarcity
1: so letting them like letting them think that what you're giving them like part of the book only
0: well that i just see that a lot for for signing up for free newsletters right is like Mm -hmm. get the first chapter of my ebook or get the first 30 pages Uh. of you know what i mean and you could just i don't know i've just seen it done a lot right you already have the content it could be interesting to split test that against what you already have right now and see which one converts Mm -hmm. better and maybe add the 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 full book on something like gamroad Yeah, so like look that, like there's a paid version. What, what I what I would do if I were you is I would split test that first, see what performs better, and then you upsell the full ebook to your list, right? You see it with all these newsletters now, right? All these content creators, the Justin Welches of the world, like all of their content is out there, their ads are out there, to get you on the email list, right? They want your email. I, th- I think, and Ben Settle would agree, right? Before you even try to sell them anything, get them on your email list. Then you can sell them whatever the hell you want, right? And you, you have them in your in your grasp, quote unquote, right? Not to sound too creepy. But what I would do if I were you is split test your current offer against like, mm-hmm. hey, get the first three chapters of my ebook, whatever the name is, and. Mentioned you know paragraph or two of what the ebook is, then when they sign up, add an upsell to the full ebook at like the bottom, right? Hey, welcome ah, to Chris's okay. list. You're gonna get A, B, and C. By the way, if you want to grab my full ebook, blah 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 blah, click here. Link to Gumroad. Mm. And then at the bottom of all your emails, you upsell the ebook, right? It can be yeah, at the my, footer or whatever.
1: My only block, maybe for putting the the ebook like for putting a price on the ebook is probably just that it's mostly just a collection of past emails so i don't know like i don't see like the value like in people buying something that basically was just free emails collected together
0: what do you what do you mean the ebook you're tr- you were just trying to sell no
1: yeah but that's that's first that's a whole different thing and the ebook is not even live yet, so I don't have it. I thought you I sent it, to it.
0: I thought you sent it to. Me. What did? Didn't you send me like a two hundred page ebook? Yeah, that that's basically what I'm giving away when you sign up now. Oh, that's the Alchemist Journal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is a collection of emails, dude. That's a friggin' long ass ebook. Like, who <laughs> yeah, cares? No, Charge but... nine bucks for it. Who cares? Doesn't have to be a lot of money. <laughs> Charge four ninety yeah, nine. You try, Charge. You it, it it's it's not even like you're not going to the goal isn't to get rich off that ebook, right? It's it's yeah, like no, a tripwire, right? It's like you know, get them spending a few bucks reading more of your content, building trust, and then it's more likely you can upsell them on like your paid, you know, your higher paid services. That's how I would think about it.
1: Yeah, it's a good could be a good experiment. Yeah, now we'll... I'm still have to like, to understand how to control ads. It's nice though, that like, I see it as a kind of like a, like a faucet. You can turn on and off. I like, I'm literally seeing that when they, when ads are on, I'm getting like one, two subscribers a day when I, when it's off almost nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing except for some people maybe find me on Twitter or LinkedIn. But yeah, the, the other thing that I was mentioning that actually keeps me wanting to run facebook ads even though it's not super like the 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 cost per subscriber is still quite high it's because i'm using that platform called spark loop and uh, i don't know if you notice like when whenever you sign up for my email list you basically get a pop-up recommending other newsletters Mm -hmm. and and people can subscribe to those newsletters for each newsletter i basically for like validated subscribers, which means a subscriber needs to stay subscribed to their newsletter for a certain amount of days and other things. For each one, I basically get like a small payment. It's like a couple bucks, right? Yeah. And I looked into my dashboard and last in those previous like one or two weeks, I made like 60 bucks. So I'm basically breaking even with the ads. Oh. So that's why I'm basically continuing, like keeping on, because I know that I'm. As long as I basically kind of break even, dude. If you're right, breaking when, even, you not? should
0: you should be spending more. I was actually yeah, reading sorry. about. I've, I've heard about Spark Loop. I, Spark Loop. I just added it to the show notes as well. If if you're listening or watching, yeah, like that's how. So, I was reading about like, you know creating creator flywheel effects and stuff like that right if, if you can break even you should be spending 10 times maybe not 10 times but you should be spending way more money yeah, because still, why not i'm still right? going i'm still going slow because
1: the way spark loop works if you have to wait until like they validate all the subscribers so i'm still not entirely right. sure so it gives you like a projection like a expected amount but it might be less so i want to see like Oh, next Make sure it actually go. comes through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's cool though. That's cool. I, I was just reading about that. How that's that's how some mm-hmm. people, you know, they spend money on ads and or content creation. They drive people to sub. They get some of that money back from Sparkloop or like referral programs, mm-hmm. and that further fuels more growth, and the circle continues. Yeah. And then as you get more subs, you can also start getting sponsors for the email list. So. Mm. which gives you more money, which you can then spend on more ads if you want. So anyways, yeah. Yeah. cool. What about ch- 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 the YouTube uh, video? The YouTube video,
1: the first video basically kind of relaunching the channel because before that I was just doing teardowns, website teardowns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, I basically just recorded a video like introducing the channel, Saying what the channel is about, who is for, and I'm gonna make it mostly about like copywriting, but for like copywriters or so freelance copywriters or people who want to become copywriters. And I also want to make it kind of like a mix of a vlog kind of thing. So it's gonna be a cool kind of experiment to see, yeah, first if I like it, first if people enjoy it, and also to like share a bit more of my. Work behind the scenes, kind of lifestyle. I, th- I think yeah, it's a sure. great
0: idea. I think it's a great idea. I mean, Gary Vee is a big proponent of like documenting. And also, I, I think it's really cool because there's probably so many people out there who maybe they're not building a copywriting business, but they, they're building some sort of solopreneur service type mm. or technical based business. That would be interested in following along, right? I mean, the cool thing about sharing business journeys is you don't have to be building the same business, right? Yeah. You could be. It could be a similar or a totally unrelated business, and you can still learn from it, or just be interested in following along, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, that's cool. I also wanted. I also want to talk about like
1: freelancing in general, how it works, how to kind of make it work for you,
0: remote work and stuff. Making the making the switch, right? Like going from mm. employee to freelancer yeah. to solopreneur. That's probably a hot topic. I mean, vidIQ will just tell you what, what the good topics are, right? <laughs> I don't know if it's a good time to talk about that. Like, do you want to mention some of the tools or strategies you've been using?
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't know. I've just been dipping my toes into that, but this tool called vidIQ, it's basically purpose-built for YouTube, and it's kind of a mix of a keyword analytics tool, search analytics, gives you daily ideas for vi- for YouTube videos, analyzes the competition. So it's quite comprehensive. I signed up for the basic, like the first paid tier, which is like $10 a month. Right. And yeah, I, I started working on my second video today. So I've been working on the script. It's pretty cool. It's even got like its own AI kind of writer, generator thing. Mm-hmm. Even though that's kind of limited with the plan that I have. So, but in any case, I, I prefer using ChatGPT just because it's more free. It's com- it's more like yeah, comprehensive, flexible as well. And uh, if you have the paid ChatGPT like I have, uh, with the plugins now, you can basically do everything. Uh, like you can browse the web can use integration, so it's fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. I've been using mostly ChatGPT for that. Cool. So what about for the next two weeks, what are are the key goals? Next two
1: weeks, yeah, probably post the second video. Post the second YouTube video. Which, if you want to anticipate, it's going to be about what is copywriting? So super basic, but I want to give Good you a Good way to twist. start. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing some research, and that's one of the most popular topics. And the competition, strangely, is not even that
0: high. So. Really, I wouldn't have guessed that. But make sure to put "with a twist" in brackets at the end of the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have it in my script. <laughs> I actually, uh, ChatGPT
1: added it. It's great cra- It's pretty pretty friggin'
0: cool. crazy. We'll spend a few minutes at the end talking about some tools. <laughs> Okay, post second YouTube video, anything else? Uh, yeah, for the ads, for the newsletter.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can say evaluate another two weeks of
0: ads and decide what to do with that. Evaluate two more weeks of Facebook ads and decide next steps. All right, we've got that added. Anything else?
1: I'm kind of thinking because I had a couple of other things. Yeah, for next weeks. Hmm. Actually, no, let's keep it at that because this week, I also have my brother coming. So it's gonna be pretty packed with client work as well.
0: Alright, sounds good. On my end, we have my goals were 30 plus cold calls per day finish new demo script, and 10 letter growth outreach. So, the first one, with the exception of my holiday, obviously, I've been keeping up with. Mm-hmm. And it's been... We, we had a good, actually, two or three weeks. So, we're up to... I don't remember. We're, we're, we're getting close to, like, 10 B2B paid clients and a couple mm-hmm. K in MRR, which is good. Nice. So, I just... Man, sales kind of sucks. Like, it's just so many no's, right? And so many, like, no answers. It's actually not that... When people say, sorry, I'm not interested, here's why, I'm like, totally cool, I get that. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know how much experience you've had with this, but like in sales, so many just no-shows and no-answers. You know, and from what I've heard, that's just par for the course, right? That's just part mm-hmm. of the sales game when you're doing so much outreach. But just so many people just won't respond, af- potentially after you've talked to them or signed them up for mm-hmm. a free trial and then nothing. Two, three, four, mm. five follow-ups, nothing. I'm just like, why don't you just tell me no? Like just respond to the email. No. Yeah. NO, two letters, or no thanks. <laughs> Anyways. That's my I mean, that's my rant I, for I, the I, day.
1: I'm actually guilty of that of like no reply. Like if I see an email that I'm not interested
0: in that was unsolicited. But it's different. If even... it's if it's unsolicited, totally fine. Here, here's my here's my thesis. Mm. If it's unsolicited, you don't owe them a response. Right? Okay. Especially, especially yeah. with all the cold email garbage that goes out now. Cold email, LinkedIn, whatever. I'm talking about people where we'll do a demo and they express interest. Ah, okay. Or yeah. we'll do a demo, then sign them up for a free trial and they're excited. And then you just yeah. never hear from them again. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's really again, weird. I don't need a novel. I don't even need an explanation. Just like you send two, three, four, five follow-ups. Hey, are mm-hmm. you still interested? Hey, how can I help? Up? Nothing zilch <laughs> It just i don't know i guess people are different in my it, for me if i have a demo with a potential you know service that i want to use or product i want to use i'll just tell them sorry i'm not interested or like you try the yeah, trial yeah. and then they're like hey did you like it i'll be like sorry i'm not in i didn't like it or whatever yeah. sorry i'm not interested anyways
1: yeah my such myself, is life I actually i actually have two points so one is First, if you want to stop receiving those emails, there's no better way than just replying and let them know, right? So you you don't keep getting those follow-ups. And second, I wouldn't burn any bridges like with anyone. Like if I started a conversation, I always try to to keep it like to end it if I have to end it in a like in a positive note, because just because you never know what can happen with the person, maybe exactly in ten, year, in 10 years you connect again and it can be your business partner or you have some other opportunity. That's the thing.
0: I, I like I don't burn any bridges, right? And I'm not I'm not being rude. And you know the last one yeah. or two emails, I'll say, hey, this is the last time. I'll, I'm just assuming you're not interested, which is totally fine. But I also then, you know, it's a small world. Right. And like Mm -hmm. again, you don't, we don't really owe much to each other. But if you do have a call or two, a demo or two, a trial or two, like I now don't really want to do business with that person. Right. Because they're kind of indicating to you, hey, there's the potential that I just go rogue any day. Right. Yeah. So it's not somebody, for example, I would want to partner with. It's not somebody I would want to send business to. Right. Anyways, that's Josh's rant for the week. So I'm gonna keep pumping out the cold calls. We also have a big event that we're going to next week with with an exhibitor booth. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Uh, It could be really good for for getting new clients. Finished new demo script. So I finished that. We've made a lot of tweaks to our kind of like sales process and funnel, which I think is really helping. So I'm pretty happy with that. And I haven't done 10 letter growth outreach. I've probably done five. I'm gonna do f- I'm gonna put in five more, but I've but I've actually had a few reach out to me. I don't know if you've had this happen. I had like mm-hmm. two or three people reach out to me. Ironically, I reached out to like five or six and I think one person answered. But
1: mm-hmm. then I had
0: like two or three people reach out to me. So I guess that's a good a good sign. But I need yeah. to update. so since our last episode, I actually went to weekly emails. Maybe we can talk about that for a second. So I'm gonna yeah. actually say, update letter growth profile and reach out to five more, especially because now that it's weekly, I can't, I like to just promote one per email. I don't want to like flood people with promos. So I'm just going to do outreach to five more. And then I'm also going to put like update content creation schedule so yeah so 30 cold calls a day update content creation schedule update letter growth profile and reach out to five more basically what happened on my end was and you and i both are big proponents of daily email but in my case like sg is kind of my passion project right we create these content this content we kind of share our journeys but i'm just spending all my time working you know building visto my my main hustle and pumping out an email five times a week. It honestly wasn't too hard. I got into a pretty good groove, but just making the time for it every day I found was kind of cramping my style, for lack of a better word. So I I, I shifted back to weekly. I think it's better for the time being Mm. and we'll we'll adjust down the road accordingly. Yeah, I I read your first weekly
1: today, was it, Or, or yesterday?
0: Yeah, because I was away Thursday to Tuesday, and then I didn't get to writing the email. We got back Tuesday night, so I wrote the email Wednesday. So, but from yeah, now I, on, it'll be Monday morning.
1: I enjoyed the, the weekly one, the, like this first weekly one. It was
0: good. Cool. It's good to hear. So yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I
1: also tried to incorporate or keep into consideration your recommendation of keeping mine shorter. So that's what I've been trying to do as well. Lately.
0: Yeah, Which I mean good, yeah. it's it's like twofold in a sense. Did I read yours today? I think I did read yours today. Today
1: was quite long just because I yeah. used
0: examples of Chat GPT, but that's like it didn't
1: really take me much time, so I thought like why not? I mean it can be but useful.
0: The way I would think about it is and and this is just feedback from one person. I mostly mm-hmm. just skim and then I read your quote of the day. That's my favorite part <laughs> is the quote of the day. <laughs> but like when you have a daily email, unless it's a news email, so for example, I read Morning Brew every morning just because I like like a daily hit of the news. Yeah. I don't want to read too much, right? Like I want a quick hit, right? Like the the only daily emails now that I'm subscribed to are you and Ben Settle. But when Ben has like a sale or whatever, and he sends like you know, I get like three four emails over two day? three days. I don't right. want to read all of them. Right. I'll skim most of them and that's it. Right. And mostly what I'm why I'm on those lists is to get one interesting thought or piece of advice. Yeah. And that's it. Right. Because we're all busy. We don't have time to freaking read a novel every morning. Right. And it also serves the benefit of saving you time. Right. So, I, yeah, I, I would cut them down like in half. Keep the quote, keep the, you know, keep the, the CTAs at the bottom are good but uh, I think for you daily yeah. makes sense right because it's in line with your main with your main business right now so
1: yeah 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 I, I know sometimes it's like for how weird it might sound it's harder to keep it shorter because you have to have like a super mm-hmm. clear idea of the one point that you want to make and sometimes yeah. Yeah, you start telling, telling a story so, there's a yeah, famous
0: I what's the quote there's a quote from like hemingway i think that's like i would have wrote you a shorter letter but i didn't have enough time (laughs) which is a great quote but man (laughs) just think about it like i don't know let me pull up your last email here well maybe the last one's a bad example let me pull up your second last one you know nothing josh which is a great headline by the way that made me chuckle i'm working on the news how do you approach copy you can uh, turn your assumptions to the guidelines. That one was actually pretty short. Your second yeah. last one was actually pretty good. I like that. I would keep it to that length, potentially even yeah, shorter.
1: That, that's what I tr- I've been trying to do, Like after, especially after you and pointed out. And I got a feedback from other subscribers too, so it makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah? What did they say?
1: yeah some guy because i send out a feedback survey to people automatically after 10 days they they <coughs> subscribed and this guy was like i really i really enjoyed like the emails but I'm about basically I'm about to unsubscribe because there are two things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. They were great it, it, content. Like you're you're sharing great information, but nobody wants to read what was effectively like yeah, half a tough. chapter of half a chapter of a textbook every morning, right? Mm. So I would think like just one key idea, one key lesson, even like 3 to 4 paragraphs max. And we'll see what people think. I know what I'll think. So, anyways, but but cool anything else any last oh let's quickly touch on like books and tools before we oh, head man. out
1: I've been, uh, been on a reading spree fire yeah. <laughs> I, I think I've finished three books in the last three weeks actually uh, wow. I'm with my reading list looking at it now I'm at 19 books read so far in five months so basically a book a week Damn. <laughs> and the last ones have been so I finished a really good one if you are into or want to get into networking never eat alone I've it makes networking not suck I think I'm for a lot of people it want... can
0: be really helpful especially for people like me cool I'm adding these uh, to the show notes as well so if you're listening or watching yeah. after the fact they'll be in the description and, uh, yep.
1: then I finished Turning Pro by Steven Pressfield so if you know The War of Art pretty popular book this is basically the follow-up to that and it, it's kind of like a bit philosophical It talks about, yeah, how... What, what, what it means to become like a professional like going from amateur to professional so it's kind of like on the inspiring side a bit more and then I finished winning by Tim Grover which is, was the guy the, who wrote Relentless the, basically the personal trainer for Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan and this book is all about like what winning means again, kind of more of the motivational, inspirational, but I like those, like when, whenever I listen to them, the gym kind of puts everything into a bit more perspective. And it's, this one is good because it gives you some stories from his time coaching Kobe and Michael mm. Jordan's, some stuff that you never read online. Which, so that was good. Which was the best of the three? probably never eat alone the most useful one i'm um, actually i wanted to I wanted to quote w- another one that i started now which seems pretty interesting it's called the four thoughts that fuck you up <laughs> and uh, this is basically this is basically about kind of a branch of cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy which is called i can remember now but a good it's basically like what are the kind of thoughts that we have that mess up with our minds and one is the dogmatic demands which is basically all the kind of demands that you pose on yourself like mm-hmm. i always have to be on time or i need to finish my to-do list today because blah 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 right in actuality you don't have to do that and actually that like daddy that poses that is whenever you have one demands Always look for like always look for the demand that you're making on yourself and ask what is that I am demanding of myself it kind of keeps you present and makes you reflect on why are you actually pretending to do something <laughs> when maybe you don't
0: yeah no it, it's a good thought probably a good exercise to, like an ongoing exercise or like approach to life Cool so maybe next episode you'll give us kind of the full. The yeah, full I mean, rundown. I, mean, I haven't been reading as much as you, Jesus Christ. But uh, I <laughs> finished. So I read "Driven" by Robert. I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher his last name. Like Robert Her- Herjavec or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's something like European. Do I have it behind? Oh no, it's still on my desk. He's the guy from Shark Tank and Dragons Den. Mm-hmm. Made a whole bunch of money in like I think security, IT, something uh-huh. technology. Driven by Robert. I'll have to look it up after so I don't butcher the last name. It was okay, honestly. Those are my favorite kind of books, is like the autobiographies by entrepreneurs. But I don't know. He didn't really tell much of his story. I found Mm. it was more just like key lessons. And he shared some stories, but like he didn't really talk about his journey, right? So I love the, you know, the shoe dogs of the world because you get a ton of insights, but mainly it's they tell their story and then they kind of highlight the key lessons along the way. This was just him reciting lessons and like mm-hmm. once in a while he'd like recite a story. So I don't, it was okay. Like I learned, I certainly learned from reading it. It wasn't a bad book. But it, it felt more like reading like a textbook than a, than a book book, yeah. in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I guess it's also depend on like how you like to learn. Like I know that you, for example... You're a lot into like biography, so you probably like to learn indirectly. Like looking at other people's experiences, you take you take your own lessons. Some people need those like instructions a bit more. I think I'm kind of in between. Sometimes I like stories, sometimes I like
0: yeah. lessons. But part of it too was it wasn't I think part of it too was my expectation, right? So when I see a book like that and they got he's got the like the picture of him on the front cover, I'm like, Okay, cool. I'm going to get to learn about this person, how they started their mm-hmm. business, the ups, the downs. And they, they, like he alluded to a little of that, but like I compare it to one of his one of his co whatever co-recorders on the show Kevin O'Leary who has a great mm-hmm. book, it's behind me called Cold Hard Truth, where he basically goes through the story of how he started his career, how he started his business like it was a great book and driven was was not a great book. I thought it was a good book. I didn't think it was a great book. So anyways, mm-hmm. and what I'm reading now, I'm almost done is when I go on vacation, I like to read like fantasy and fiction. So my fiance picked up a book called me a book for me called The City of Brass, which has nothing to do with business. So if you're purely a non-fictional reader, don't even look into this book. But if you do like fiction, Lord of the Rings, the Harry Potter stuff. Uh, it's actually a really good book. Like I, I that that's kind of like my not guilty pleasure, but I grew up reading fiction and like fantasy and stuff like that, and it's really good. I'm almost done. I probably have about like 70 pages left. It's a long book. It's like a 500 page book. But did a lot of reading on the beach in Mexico, and it's really good, really good read. So if you're into like fiction, fantasy type stuff, check it out. It gave me very much. Again, this is more for the fantasy nerds out there. It gave me very much like the name of the wind vibes. If anybody has ever read Patrick Rothfuss, which again, if you don't read fiction, you probably or don't read fiction and/or fantasy, you probably haven't. But really good vibes, very good book. I don't know what I'm gonna read next when I'm done that. I'm gonna get back into you know our favorite topic. So, anyways, mm-hmm. I'll throw it in the show notes. But uh- nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. I should get me into into fiction a bit more. That's one thing that I cannot make. Turn into a habit. Like uh, I don't know. I prefer watching movies for fiction stuff rather than reading fiction.
0: Yeah. I mean, if if you're interested in any of those topics, you should give it a try. The books are always better than the movies, right? I mean, there's obviously really yeah. good movies out there, but for for example, probably, like if yeah. you liked the Lord of the Rings movie, the books way better. If you liked the Harry Potter movies, the books are way better, like ten times better. So, yeah. That's my thinking there.
1: It's probably because reading, it feels like more work than watching a movie. And I I don't know, by the end of the day, I just want to, like, chill and relax. Well, I
0: think there's more detail, too, right? Like, there's only so much you can kind of show and express in a two-hour movie. Yeah. But, like, so, for example, like, the Harry Potter movies are, what, like, two-ish hours each... But some of the books, especially later in the series, are five, six, seven hundred pages, right? So like mm-hmm. there's major events and characters that don't even show up in the movies. Same with Lord of the Rings, right? Like Tom Bombadil is like one of the more famous characters from the trilogy, doesn't even show up in the movies, right? Uh-huh. So you just get uh-huh. way more detail and like richness and you know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. there's some people too, Chris, that might that prefer learning from fiction. So like yeah. I, I don't have people off the top of my head really, but they're like I don't read business books; they're too boring. Whatever, I read fiction, and I learn lessons that I can apply to business from fiction. So mm. and, and and I can I can definitely agree with that too. So
1: yeah, no, it's probably it's probably also good for like empathizing and understanding humans because those stories are basically just based on human emotions, human like stories. So yeah, you probably learn a lot indirectly from those stories that you can apply and
0: turn into your own lessons for sure for sure all right man we're hitting the 40 minute mark here but this was a good kind of like catch up and get back on track episode so this will go live i'll do I'll, i'll put this live this sunday but for anybody listening or watching it's already live so make sure if you're listening Make sure to subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. Also, it would be great if you can subscribe, like the video, really helps support the show. And yeah, check out, if you want to follow Chris and I on those email lists to get more kind of personal and regular updates, definitely check us out at the links in the description. Other than that, we'll see you in the next episode. Chris, anything else to end on?
1: No, maybe, yeah, we can talk more about some of those ai tools next maybe when i yeah. get a chance to try this youtube tool as well
0: yeah I'm, i got a few on my to-do list that i'm going to test out as well like content creation snippet creation especially oh, yeah i have yeah. another one that i wanted to
1: recommend if you want to make a note now and maybe list it just to try it yourself it's called harpa.ai. harpa dot ai h-a-r-p-a yeah
0: what does that do it's,
1: It's amazing. Basically, it's a Chrome extension that's linked to ChatGPT. And basically any text that you have on the page, you can select it. It opens up like this pop-up on the, on the window of the browser and you can basically ask it anything. It can read the page Mm -hmm. so you can ask it, okay, read me this page, summarize it. You can, it's got a lot of functions to like turn the text into like morph it, improve it, shorten it, a lot of stuff like. probably too much stuff that I still have to explore but it's pretty cool especially if you have like the paid version for ChatGPT
0: so you could also use it for like emails and stuff yeah yeah, cool alright I added it to the show notes yeah maybe in the next episode we'll talk more about just because we had more to catch up on this episode and next episode we'll talk more about these I mean every day there's these new AI tools that are changing the game so cool Alright, well thanks everyone for tuning in, and I will add these to the show notes, and we will see you all in the next episode.
1: Cool, see you.
0: See ya.